Hello and welcome to episode 16 of HearthCast, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host, Root. And Freckleface. In this episode, we have What's Up in-game, out-of-game, and the Blizzard. we got some greetings and salutations for you, website updates, and our main content of the week is Pets, Pets, Pets. We're also going to do Root's Auction House Tip, Fishing for Wishes, um, Add-on of the Week, We'll do Freckleface's pronunciation tonage, and we'll throw in a little anecdote there for you then. So first of all, we'd like to greet all you guys out there, our loyal, avid, wonderful listeners, uh, for making this podcast what it is today, the highly acclaimed, world-renowned podcast that it has become. So we thank you for that. We also want to give a quick shout-out to our guildmates from Gorgonosh. It's the faces of Azeroth, uh, those who are left, and you know. Our website, as always, is www.hearthcast.com. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show or get a hold of us for whatever reason, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can also visit our website and contact us directly from the form on our website. You can always find the show on iTunes or call us directly at 321-558-7637. And you can now follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. Uh, you can DM us your questions directly from there. On the website, quick updates. We do have our Twitter status on the website now. Uh, the last put, Our last tweet on Twitter is now visible there. So at any time, you can check us out there. You can direct uh, message us there. You can follow us directly from our website. Um, our sign-ups for our newsletters. Our newsletter called The Plain Letter, uh, which is going to be coming out on Saturdays, is uh, published there. You can sign up there for it. And we also have link back. So if you are actually linking to our website, uh, which we appreciate, then we'll toss you a link back from ours back to yours. And the regular shout-outs. First of all, a little comment from last week. We talked about uh, Franco Facing. You and I talked about how uh, what the proper uh, response was to does this dress make me look fat. You remember us talking about that, right? Oh, I do. And uh, a friend of ours, Cyber Ghost, um, you know, I don't really know if his answer is the right one, although he is, you know, he is correct uh, to a degree. What he says in his email, he says, the proper answer, if you want her to never ask, does this dress make me look fat again, is, no, dear, it's your big butt that makes you look fat. And while he's right that he'll, she'll never ask that question again, I don't think she'll ask him any question no, again no. after that. But, uh... So, you know, CyberGhost, let us know how that's working out for you um, on that. Yes, and CyberGhost, why don't you try that out and tell us how that works out for you. Also, Ipatos on the uh, Skillia server. And Battle Moody over on Winterhoof, who is a uh, 64 Night Elf Hunter. A couple shout-outs back to you guys. Thanks for listening and uh, being part of the show. Blizzard's got some updates. If you haven't seen it already... You can now freckleface. You can get you can get a, a Brewfest T-shirt from Blizzard. Really? They are navy blue and they got you know a little Brewfest logo on it. They're kind of cool. We will have the uh, URL where to go get those in uh, in the plain letter. Um, available in sizes from small to three X. I bet you they sell more three Xs than anything. And ranging in price from seventeen ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine. Of course, you know size being the the, the cost differential there, but. It's kind of neat coming up at this point in time because we are in October. There are a lot of beer fests that happen throughout the world in October. It'd be kind of neat to go to one of these these beer fests with your brew fest shirt from from Wow. So 
Yeah, uh, we will. Like I said, we'll have the link in our show notes and the uh, in the plain letter for you. So tune in, subscribe, and you'll you'll get that. Um, speaking of the Brewfest, what have you been doing in the game there, Freckleface? Oh, well, I did get the title of Brewmaster. Cool. Um, and I was lucky because I already had the dress. I it was just something I had gotten because it was pretty. And um, this year is an actual achievement to put on, you know, a dress and some shoes and a hat and dress and dance and dollar in. Um, so it wasn't that hard to get. And I got um, a whole half level of my mage this week. Wow. So that makes yeah. some close to 70, aren't you up there? Well, she's 71. Oh, you passed 70. Okay. Yes. So a half level in 70s are, is pretty good, though. That's... That was a challenge. Yeah, I kind of um, hit this point where I was going, wow, it takes a really long time to level now. It's the grind. Yeah. So, now at 70, do you still get the XP bonuses from your... Oh, yes, from my BOA items. Absolutely. Oh, very cool. So it's not as bad as it would be. Yes. So what's going on with you this week? Well, my druid is still running around uh, Darkshore and uh, completing some quests up there, trying to get him leveled up. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about why it's great to be a lobby. And I am enjoying some of those uh, facets right now, but that's going to be going away here pretty soon. Um, all these things that we're going to be talking about next week about why it's so great to be a lobby are going to be changing relatively quickly. But right now, I'm really enjoying uh, leveling, leveling them up. As I said last week, there's a lot of, of things that I wasn't expecting with a druid uh, that I'm learning. It's not as uh, I'm very used to uh, my warlock style of fighting. And they're just not quite there in the Druid. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I mean, I've been told by some other Druids that I'm not particularly uh, doing it the right way. Which, you know, look, the guy's dead. So obviously I'm doing something right. But basically I'm hybriding it where I'm casting, uh, you know, basically playing the role of a caster until the mob is close enough. And then I switch into bear form. So, But other than that, you know, it's going good and I'm enjoying it. And I'm getting, you know, every once in a while I'm getting, you know, power leveled by a certain friend in the game. <laughs> now, I also noticed, um, you know, we're going to be talking about pets this week. And one of the pets that, that we got over the summer was the BattleBot uh, from Mountain Dew. You know what? It changed its name to WarBot. Oh, see, I, I missed I, that. I know. I, I pulled it out the other day, and it said WarBot. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where did I get the WarBot? But did you also notice that all your characters got the pet? Oh, yes, even ones that I make now. Right, they, they get, get automatically get that pet. And that's my only pet that I have uh, on my hunter. So, uh, but you know what? We're talking about pets, and that was my cool segue into your segment today on pets. So why don't we gonna kind of go down the whole list. I'll ask you the questions. We'll kind of do this interview style, and we'll start off. Okay. So who can get a pet? Well, anyone can get a pet starting at level one. Okay. 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 <laughs> now, why would you want a pet, really? I mean, it's just, why would you want one? It doesn't do anything. And it, well, some some of them do stuff, but um, for the most part, it's just, you know, pure entertainment value, something to follow you around. Um, sometimes it can show your status, depending on which pet it is, or to show that you paid a lot of money. So, okay, so some in some circles, it's a status symbol. Yes. All right, so you said they... they do a little more than follow you around. What else does a pet do? Um, well, there is a pet shop in Dollaran, and they sell a few pet items. Um, one of them is a leash, which if you pull your pet out and you put it on a leash, it just kind of walks around with you. Um, it just looks funny to me. Is it that, isn't that what a pet does anyhow? 
Yes. <laughs> but but it, okay. it's, it's cute. It's cute. But the other thing is, is the fetch ball, which um, you buy in them stacks of five, and you click on it, and then you um, aim where you want it to go. And depending on the pet, if it's, you know, when it was made, it'll go and pick it up and then bring it back to you, and it's just cute. Um, you can also feed it happy pet snacks. Okay. And it gives a little uh, buff over its head that says, the snack has made your pet happy. Um, I just think it's cute. That, well, I mean, as long as you can do something with it, that is cool. I didn't think you'd actually feed them. So that's neat. Yeah. I mean, they don't really do anything other than that. Just a little buff, but I like it. That's cool. Now, where do you get pets? I know sometimes you get them from Quest Rewards, but where else can you get a pet? Um, there, are, there are a few that you can get from vendors. Um, specifically in Undercity, Ogremar. Um, I think there's a crazy cat lady outside of Stormwind and in Exodar. I think there's a crazy cat lady here in Orlando, too. Oh, there's a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> there are also a lot of pets that are specific to events, um, whether those events are something that's recurring year-round or just one-time things, like we said, uh, the Mountain Dew thing. And there's also, a, when their anniversary came out, they gave everyone a pet that was BOA. Right. And was that the bear or was that the one that gave it Christmas? Uh, that one's the bear. The one they got for anniversary. So that if you made a new character, you know, you could send them the pet and they can learn it. Even if you made it after that event. Um, there's a few of them that you can uh, build through engineering. Um, most likely you'll see the mechanical squirrel. Um, that's the cheapest. Uh, but there are a few that go for a lot more like the lifelike mechanical toad. There's a mechanical Yeti, and those recipes are fairly easy to get, um, and there's two of them. There's like a Pet Bombling and Little Smokey that you have to run through No More Gone to get the engineering recipe for, um, but that one, I, those two, you have to be an engineer. Okay, so those are, are actually class-specific pets. Not class-specific, no. Which has to be ninja. Oh, uh, professional specific. Well, those those pets are um, bind and pickup, and um, so you can only have it if you're an actual engineer. Gotcha. Um, so you won't see those in the auction house. Now, you you have a lot of pets, like eighty some odd pets. Yes. Um, crazy cat lady comment. Uh, <laughs> how I mean, how do you get started? How do you go about becoming a pet collector? Um, well, what you want to do is make sure you participate in all the world events. Uh, make sure you check them out thoroughly, see what there is, because a lot of stuff will come up that way. Um, you want to pay attention to what the quartermasters are selling. Um, there's a few, I know at least in uh, Outlands, that sell pets, you know, once you hit exalted status. Um, and you also want to make sure you search the auction house. But don't ever buy anything off the auction house unless you know where it comes from. Because, like we talked about last week, picking up the pets from the neutral auction house and then putting them on the alliance. Right, right. Um, if you're going to buy something that's sold from a vendor, you want to make sure you're paying bottom dollar for it. Exactly. And that's where there's a website, I believe, that doesn't have information about where the pets come from. Yes, it's called wowpets.com. Okay. wowpets.com. And that includes a lot of pets that aren't available. Um, there's a few that came with, you know, for example, the collector's edition. Um, there's certain pets that are rewarded for um, going to BlizzCon. Right. Um, stuff like that. A lot of them are very specific to different events. Um, but like I said, there's a ton of them that are from vendors that people just, even on Alliance side, they'll go buy it for 30 silver. They'll put it up on the auction house for, 
you know, 25. 30 gold. Yeah, 30 <laughs> gold, exactly. Um, so you want to know that so that if you, if you do get in your mind and you just want to get as many as possible, you can just make a trip to those cities. Right, and that's kind of what we talked about last week about going to the neutral auction houses. And if you're actually looking for pets to buy, go there. Because uh, I know a lot of times if you're in uh, the Alliance anyhow and see some of the cockroaches or, or, or some of the cat carriers, uh, they can go for a, a very, very pretty price on the auction, on the Alliance auction houses. Sure. So, but, you know, now um, I think a lot of that might be changing even now with the, uh, the ability to have, uh, you know, different um, – that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, different faction characters on the same server. So you can have your Horde and Alliance character on the same server now. Mm-hmm. So you can actually you know, make a Horde or make an Alliance, make the opposite faction or whatever you are, and run over to the opposite city. So Well, you have to involve another person if you're going to do that. I did try that. I made a Horde character on Gorgonosh. I picked up you know, a pet from the city, took it down to neutral auction house, Put it up, logged on to my alliance, tried to buy it, and said you can't bid on your own auctions. Oh, so you still need a third-party person. Right, you have to get your friend to go in there and buy it from you and then pay back whenever so. Well, it's still, I mean, it's something if you've got a good guildmate or a friend, they can do that for you. Absolutely. So it's still easy to do. Plus, that way you can put it on for real cheap and make sure that they get it immediately. Sure. So. Um, the biggest range that's coming out now is the ones from the Argent Tournament. Okay. Um, because each city, or, yeah, each city that's representative they have their pets that they sell for champion seals. Okay, got right. Right. And they're actually not buying on pickups, so people will buy those and put them on the auction house. Um, and that's why they go for, you know, a thousand gold or so. But even with that, you know, you want to make sure you buy it on a good day um, when it's low, when your PCT now, is low. Now, what do you think the uh, hardest pet to get is out there? The hardest one that I still don't have it, he's called Mr. Pinchy. Okay. And he is, you get him from um, Terracar Forest, but up in the place where you have to fly to, what's that place called? Skedis. 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 Right. You have to fish in the lake for Skedis, and then what you'll loot is, um, uh, you loot this box that you make a wish on. I think the cooldown for the wish is, I think it might be seven days or something. Wow, okay. And so when you wish, you might get potions, you know, or some other thing, or a pet. So even at, there are stories in this on Wildhead, people who have caught this thing, made three wishes, still don't get the pet. Still don't get the pet, right. You know, and it's a very low drop rate in the first place. Um, so that can be pretty frustrating to get. But I know someone who has it, so it's not, it's not impossible. And what is, do you think right now, and I know this will probably change within a week or so, but what is your favorite pet right now? My favorite pet right now is um, my deer. I have a little fawn. And the reason why I like it is because it it doesn't just, like, walk next to you. It scampers. And I got that one for getting the achievement for 75 pets. Okay. So So that's a nice bonus. You get 75 pets to give you another pet. Right. And there's you get one at 50 and then one at 75. So when you pull that about, I mean, that, like, again, it's a status thing. It's like, well, where'd you get that deer? Yep. Because that is not easy to get, 75 pets, to tell you what. No, and isn't it nice now that uh, since, what, a couple patches ago where you no longer had to keep the pets in your inventory? Oh, yeah. I think that's part of what fueled, you know, this um, demand for it. Because think about if you had, if you wanted to be able to select from your pets, 
You had to fill up 80 slots of your bag with it. You'd be nothing. You'd be just crazy pet person. Exactly. Same thing with mounts. Right. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what I like because I do I do keep different mounts with me. Um, a lot of those, they're not as big as the status symbols they used to be, uh, like the, uh, the Dreadsteed, which used to be kind of not an impossible one to get, but it was kind of hard to get. Definitely took some time to get, but now you buy it. But before it was a big status symbol, but now it's just kind of, there it is. But so that's cool. So anybody can get pets starting off at level one. Um, there are plenty of them in the game. And what title, there's a title you get, isn't there, for being a pet collector? Or uh, Well, there's a couple of achievements, but not actual titles. All right. So, well, you can get achievements for doing it then. And, you know, like Freckleface said, they're fun to bring out in the middle of a raid or some downtime or, you know, whatever else you want to do. And... The thing that I like, and you've got these, uh, being an engineer, Freckface has these anyhow. Um, they're the the bots that you've got. Now, those are those actually considered pets? The uh, like Jeeves and um, no, it's, bot no, it's actually got. a whole different thing. No, well. so I'm just showing you how much I know about that. <laughs> I'm not an engineer, but, but I like to pull them out at the same time. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, I do like those. That um, is neat. Oh, and also, like I was saying about um, checking on the auction house and seeing where it comes from, um, there's a there's quite a few pets, like you know the azure whelping or the different the different colors of whelpings that, you know, if you go and look it up on Wildhead, you might decide that you'd rather try to go farm for it for a couple hours than spend the two thousand gold. And I picked up probably about three that way, um, just looking it up and you know going and farming, and I was really bored. I had a. Uh... In a previous server that I was on, I had a buddy of mine do that in um, Zingermarsh. There's a gnat that is a pet. Yes. And he farmed for it for like a month straight. Did he get it? He got it. Okay. And Captured we'll, Firefly. That is, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Captured fly, Firefly. And uh, he actually sold it for money. Which I know isn't you know condoned or you know approved or anything else, but that was his <laughs> avenue, and he got close to a thousand U.S. dollars for that. Oh, pet. he really sold it! Wow, yeah, yeah, he really sold it! Wow. Um, and my thing was, he was like thinking, okay, maybe I'll keep it, maybe I'll sell it for gold, gold. And he started reading on, I believe it was Wowhead or one of the Wow sites, saying that yeah, it's a cool pet, but it's also a very annoying pet because apparently it makes a noise. Okay. The entire it's like a little buzzing noise the entire time it's out, and it's quite <laughs> I have a annoying. Few pets like that. Mm-hmm. And so he actually sold. Yeah, it was close to a thousand dollars. He would not give me an actual price. It was close to a thousand dollars that he sold it for. Wow. So, talking about making something pay off for you, that worked for him. So there you well, go. Well, you know what? I tried to farm for that one. That was one of the ones that I couldn't, could never get to drop for me. I've been out so. there a couple times trying to do it too, but it's only when I'm just either really really bored and I don't want to get into something or. I just don't want to get into something. I'm not bored. I just want something to go do. A lot of times, like when I play WoW, I've got maybe an hour to go right, kill. Right, So it's like, okay, I don't want to get involved in anything because it's going to take me more than an hour and I'm going to lose track of time. So I'll just go ahead. Let me go farm for this or farm for that or go mining or do something else like that. So that was one of the days I was, you know, Zanger Marsh, I was farming for that. So, Well, I alternate between that and trying to get um, exalted with the um, Sporagar because they sold this uh, little bat thing. Oh, yeah. Right. I was... Um, Trying to grind to exalt it with Sporgar so I could get their um, pet Sporbat. Right. Right. And that took me a while because that's just basically doing one quest 
over and over, and over again. again. Right. You don't have a lot of that's the one where you help the little guys out by killing all the bigger ones. The right? Naga, yeah. yeah. The Naga, right. Yeah, kill Naga. Yeah, the only other thing that I do on, on a regular basis is mess with the auction house. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, good I'm making my own segue now, right into my auction house tip of the week. And uh, we are gonna talk, you know, auctioneer. Yeah, I just can't say enough about it. If people don't have it, get it. And scan, and you want to scan often. We, and we know this. I say this all the time. Um, but you know what? Even though I was scanning and scanning all the time, I was leaving very easy money to be made, gold to be made, on the table. So what I would do, basically, Freckleface, is wake up in the morning, run into, the, into my office, boot up WoW, run to the auction house, auto-scan, and I'd head out of the room. Now I'm going to go take a shower, make breakfast, whatever it is that I'm doing. And I'd have um, auctioneer set to auto-shutdown or auto-logout, one of the two. So I was literally just, take care of it, I'll come back later, and I'll, 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 yeah, I'll get to it later. And what I found is I was leaving money on the table. Because as soon as you're done with a scan, uh, you can quickly look for uh, items that you can sell to a vendor for a profit or relist for a profit. Um, the, de- the deal is this. As soon as you scan, if you don't go in immediately and look for, and look for those items that it's found that, that you can resell or list for, for a profit, somebody else is going to grab them, and they're going to be gone. This is something that is time is of the essence, and timing is very important in this. Sure, and that data is really based on the last scan. It the doesn't exact have time. last scan. When you search, it doesn't have time to go through and scan there again. So unless you're doing it immediately, you're not really getting accurate information. Correct. Like I can come back 10 minutes later and go, okay, I wonder what items. So those are gone. A lot of times, as soon as my scan is done, those items are gone. Even though it says here it is, oh, buy it, it's gone. But so now, you know, it's part of my routine. As soon as I scan, I'm in there looking for stuff to, to, to sell or relist for a profit. Now, this isn't a option for everybody. This is not a like right out of the gates option for people. And this is there's some reasons why. Number one, you have to have some gold to make gold doing this. Because what you're doing is you're buying something. You're investing a little bit of money into whatever item that is to either sell it to a vendor or relist it on the auction house. So you've got to have some gold uh, to make some gold on this one. Also on this one, you have to know when to relist. Now, we've talked about this before, when to list items, the best day, the best time. Um, the auction house economy fluctuates. You have to know when to sell an item or when to actually sit on an item. And that sitting could be for up to 12 months. Uh, for instance, right now in my bank, I've got snowballs. So the snowballs only come out about one time a year. Sure. And when they're out, you know, it's the law of supply and demand. When they're out, the price goes down. Middle of summer, those snowballs go because they're rare now. No one has them, so their price shoots up. Also, another one to grab, if you ever find them on the, on the auction house, is bottles of cologne. Uh, specifically, the ones they used around the... Um, Valentine's uh, Day. Yeah, the Valentine's Day mm-hmm. holidays. So you just make yourself smell pretty and get the guards, cards, and all that other kind of stuff. Um, that price tends to fluctuate as well. So I, I have some of that ready to sell as well in, in my uh, uh, bank. So there's things that you look at and you go, well, you know what, this isn't going to sell right now. That's why the price is so low. But if I go throw it in my bank and I wait 6, 8, 12 months, I can really turn a profit on this thing. Um, can I throw in one more? Absolutely. All right. I do this with the Dark Moon Fair. Every time the Dark Moon Fair goes around, 
I go to the, um, the little boy who's selling the pet frogs. I buy about seven of them, um, and he sells them for gold each. But if I wait until two weeks after the Dark Moon Fair and two weeks till the next one, I can sell them for about ten gold each. Right, because people are getting geared up for it. But what people do is that they'll they'll go to the vendor, and then they'll go directly to the auction house and try to relist it, so that the price ends up going below gold. Mm. You know, because there's so many people doing it at the same time. But if you pick it up and you sit on it until everything's been sold and there's no access to it anymore, price goes up. So that's like a little bonus tip. That's mm-hmm. And that's a big tip that we won't talk about today. We'll, I'll save this one for next week, but it is talking about where to get items. Uh, another thing that's a gotcha on this one is you have to know what to stay away from. Because if you go and you scan and you go see what can I relist and what can I revendor, there, because of the laws of supply and demand and because of people undercutting each other and driving the price way down, you're going to get some data that while the data is true, it's kind of skewed. For instance, glyphs. Don't buy glyphs. Even though it says it's the best deal in the world and you can relist it and make 100 gold, don't buy them because there's so many of them out there that the price is way down. You can't sit on those. Like If you want to buy it and go put it in your guild bank for somebody in your guild to use, great. But don't try to buy a glyph like that to resell because it's, it's a money loser. Or tasty cupcakes. Tasty cupcakes. I've bought those before thinking the same thing. My, my auctioneer has it keeps telling me that I can make a profit with these tasty cupcakes. You can't. They don't. Well, the reason is is because they don't do anything except for give you a buff. Right. Except for when Children's Week comes out, then all of a sudden it's part of an achievement. So everyone wants them, then you can sell them for five gold. When it's outside of that, there's no reason to buy them. So you have to know the items on that one because I've gotten stuck with stuff that, man, I thought was a great deal. Uh, auctioneer told me it was a great deal. I bought it, and then I realized it's not a great deal. And you end up getting stuck in an item that you have to either put back on the auction house and hope that it sells, which it probably won't, or go sell it to a vendor for a loss. Um, the worst probably thing about this this tactic on making gold is that it's hit and miss. There's going to be plenty of times that you're not going to be able to get something to resell immediately. Um, there's going to be nothing there. Or it's going to be sold already. It's not going to sell It'll be something that you think's a good deal that's not. So you really have to know the items. You really have to know the, the your server's um, economy and when people are buying and selling things on the auction house. So it requires a lot of knowledge. This is not a, like I said before, this is not a novice trick. But done right, I've turned, you know, 500 gold in a matter, matter of minutes doing this. Uh, just by buying enough, 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 just by buying enough items to turn around and make 500 gold profit. Now, it might cost me you know, a couple hundred gold to invest for that profit, but it's worth it in the long run. All right, so the biggest point of advice I can give on using this strategy, Freckleface, is mm-hmm. don't invest more than you're willing to lose because exactly. you can get stuck holding the bag on this a lot. Uh, with that being said, Freckleface has her pronunciation ponage. And what is the word this week, Freckleface? Okay, well, there's, there's actually two this week. All right. Um, now a little bit of background on this. Um, before Wrath of the Lich King came out, um, the Outland vendors would sell these head enchants that would, you know, give you plus spell power, stamina, and whatnot, and they were called glyphs. Right. And then I noticed all of a sudden that with Wrath of the Lich King, glyphs are something completely different. Thank you, Blizzard, for using exactly. reusing the words on us. And what used to be a glyph is now called an arcanum. 
So I just decided to, you know, do a little bit of uh, looking up there and see what the difference is. Okay. Um, and Arcanum is mysterious or specialized knowledge, language, or information. Okay, and this is a headpiece. Yes. All right, so that kind of goes with knowledge being on the brain. I didn't chance. As opposed to a glyph, which um, is a carved or in- inscribed symbol. Which, now, if you look at it with glyph from inscribers or inscriptionists exactly. or whatever, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But I can see why they would redo that. But, I, you know, I'm not real big on, on Blizzard or any company because a lot of companies will reuse the same terminology or word, and it, it can lead to some confusion. Keeps you on your toes, though. It does. So, speaking of being up on your toes, you do any fishing this week? <laughs> this week we I'm just have... like Segway Man this week, I know, aren't you I? Are, I tell you. You. This week we have, um, his name is Fandross Staghelm's Silver Coin. Very good. Okay. And it says, The War of the Shifting Sands. I wish I could forget it ever happened. Well, what was the War of the Shifting Sands? Because I don't know that it ever happened. Um, I wasn't really sure either. Now, this guy, he is the Archdruid of Darnassus. All right. And he is in a constant power struggle with um, the High Priestess of Elune, Tyran Whisperwind. I think I've met her before. Really? Yeah, and she, they struggle for leadership of the Night Elf people. This guy is 9,000 years old. Been on the cranky side, okay. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the people to help build Teldarassel. Oh, neat. All right, cool. Now, the Battle of the Shifting Sands, um, you can look it up on um, WoW Wikipedia, because this is really long, involved thing, I won't go into it, but um, the only thing you need to know that his son, Valston, ended up being captured and was executed um, in front of him. So his son was executed in front of his very eyes. Yes. All right, I can easily see why he would, you know, wish to forget that the war ever happened. Yes. Um, I don't know why when I was looking it up, I was expecting it to be something humorous, like a play on words of... I don't know. Shifting like, sands? Or yeah, or expecting it to be hour. something about, like, memory loss or mm. something. But that's actually a really sad story. Well, so not all of them are funny. Not all of them are funny. There you go. No, they're not. You know, we use in our guild um, an, an add-on. And I know you and I both use it, and we've fooled some people, and then we kind of let them know, and then they go, oh, that's cool, so I want to get it. And that's the, the Autogratz add-on. Autogratz. And what Autogratch does is whenever somebody dings or says ding, you can just how you, how you, you configure it, will congratulate them. Nice. And it's really nice, especially in a social guild, because one of the things in a social guild, as soon as somebody dings, what do they want to hear? Congrats. And what if you don't congratulate them? Pout. They get, yeah, they get pouting. And that just leads to drama in a social guild. Can. Mm-hmm. And so... Autogratz takes care of that. Uh, you can turn it on or off. You can um, see how many players that, that it's you know autogratted before. Um, you can actually kind of fool. This is why I said that we're Freck Face and I kind of fooled it before. Is because you can actually set up a little uh, however you want to say it. So it's not exactly the same on everything. The variables can be the person's name, their class, their level, and how many levels they have to go into the level cap. So if somebody like, you know, your character just dinged, what, 71? Yes. Well, if you went in there and you went ding, I could say, well, I don't even know your character's name. It's Vanilla. All right, Vanilla, wow, how about that? It's like Vanilla, but not, it's like Vanilla. It's like almost pretty enough so you can name someone, but if you did actually name someone, they'd always be called Vanilla. So you can only get away with a wild character. Perfect. Like All right, so Vanilla just dinged 71. 
Vanilla. You said vanilla. Your character just dings 71. My autograts would then say, Gratz, whatever your character's name is. Vanilla. Vanilla. Um, you just ding 71. Only nine more to go until you hit 80. Right. So when you do that, now, number one, it's instant and it freaks people out. Yes. Um, as soon as, especially if you're monitoring, because as soon as you start watching them, it will monitor them. As soon as they, as soon as the guild information is updated, which is as soon as they ding, before they've even told anybody, the autographs can fire off. And so they're like, "Oh, I just ding," and then all of a sudden you look in guild chat, and it's like, "Hey, congratulations, you just ding, way to go, yay!" And they're like, hey, "How'd you know?" And so they can get a little like, "Are you watching me? What's going on?" Um, but it is neat to have in a social guild uh, for that. Um, I like it, you know, because I, even though I enjoy being in a social guild, I don't necessarily pay attention to everybody's level. Uh, so it's something nice that they kind of feel special. Um, and then they always want to know, you know, where you got it from and everything else. Oh, and also, what else does it do when they, if they, if you've been offline and they level? Right. If you've been offline, every time you log on, it tells you any kind of changes. So if you were offline, if I was offline for like a week, which is common for me, and I jump back online and somebody's leveled, it'll say, hey, this person changed from level 41 to 53. It's like, wow, so okay, cool. So it lets you know, kind of keeps you in, you know, in the loop as to what your guildmates are doing. So go grab it, get it, and you know, have a good time with it. All right, and speaking of a good time, Segway. I enjoyed a stand-up comedian the other day. What, you're talking about in the game? or Yes, like... totally in the game. All right. Um, I'm unaware of this, so please share this. Where's the stand-up comic at? Okay, I was in Shat, okay. and I heard this guy yell. Um, it was Shatra Salsa, get ready for the comedic stylings of Perry Gatner. All right. I'm like, really? So I looked up on Wildhead, and he comes out in the tavern, and he does this whole, you know, scripted show. Like, you go in there, and, like, the goblin gets up and introduces him, and then, like, you hear him clapping, and, uh... This guy comes out, and it's basically all in stay, but he gives these really bad jokes, you know, makes fun of all the different races. And what's funny, though, is that, is the voiceovers. Because he'll say, oh, I love women, especially when they say, when they say stuff like this. And it'll actually be a woman's voice, like, giving an emote. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah. you actually hear this as well. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, you can hear... You can hear it when he does that, when they when he says, when they sound like this, then you can hear it. Everything else is pretty... It's pretty much it's, in the, in the same window. It's pretty much in the text. Okay. But, um, yeah, it does this whole thing, like, um, you hear clapping and laughing, and uh, the guy introduces him, and, you know, he gives a show. It's about five minutes. Um, Just, did he tell jokes? Is he... Yeah, he tells jokes. I mean, they're all... Any kind of impersonations or anything, or that's what I just said. Oh, I'm I'm paying attention. <laughs> Score one for root, guys. Way to go. Um, which which kind of reminds me of um, the the tournament. I was in that tent one time, and like a priest just came out and gave a sermon. Okay. In a similar scripted type event where she was behind the podium, she came out and she gave this lecture, you know, about the light and living in peace and everything. The weird thing was she didn't look like she had any pants on. So the priestess, the 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 pantless priestess, pantless priestess preaching. Yeah, she, she, had, she had kind of a tabard, you know, just kind oh, of hanging down and yeah, kind of like the Princess Leia. Yeah, it was a little yeah. distracting. 
you know, when I, back in the day when I played um, EverQuest, um, there was a particular bar that you could go to, uh-huh. and it had one of those scenes that would act out as well. Um, and I remember another place you'd go to, and someone would come out and like try to rally the troops or something. But you know, most of the time when you have to sit through a scene like that, you get something for it, like a quest reward or, or an achievement. I think they should give you something for sitting around and listening to someone. <laughs> you know, you know, you listen to uh, that Perry Gantner's bit. So here's you know here's a token or something. Yeah, well, I just I I don't know how often he comes out or how often that type of stuff happens. I mean, there's stuff in the game that that is scripted like that that gets really repetitive because they do it all the time. Right, they do it all the time. But if it's something that's that's long and drawn out, or there's a long cooldown, if you will, between right, it, then right. that's kind of cool. And that's one of the things that, that I've always admired about about your playing style and how you go around and figure out where things are and find these little tidbits, these little nuggets, if you will, uh, in the game. And so that's always cool because a lot of people, myself included. Are oblivious to this kind of stuff that's happening, and it is entertaining. So I kind of like you know, it. it really is. So if you ever hear anyone saying, laughing, or, if you're in chat and someone says Perry Gatner's coming out, I mean, you know, go check him out. Minutes. Go listen to it. Now, next week, we kind of alluded to this already. We're going to talk about why it's great to be a lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain changes that have been going on in the game over the last couple months that have made it the time, I think, uh, to level another character. Uh, to be a lobby or to get somebody else involved in the game, uh, a friend or colleague or coworker or or some friends that you know that just got married or whatever, you know, get them involved in the game. Now is the best time to do it, and we will go into detail next week as to why it is great to be a lobby. As I've always said, look, we have the ACN digital hotline. It's a phone. We don't answer it. It goes straight to voicemail. Um, call us up. Leave us a message. A shout out. Uh, Chew us out. It doesn't matter. Uh, We'll take that and we'll bring it into the podcast. We'll let you be heard by our thousands and thousands of listeners that we have. That number is 321-558-7637. You can also Twitter us, twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. You can leave us an email at contribute at hearthcast.com or check out the website at www.hearthcast.com. We always run the monthly competition. The best submission we get will be entered, or all submissions we get will be entered into a competition. The best one will receive a Swag Dog t-shirt. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. If you do like the show, what should they do, Freckle Face? Let us know. And how do they do that? Rate us on iTunes. How else? Send us an email. How else? Tell your friends. How else? You guild me. And how else? And link to us from your blog. Where else? Facebook. Where else? My face. Where else? Face face. <laughs> or any other account any that you're at right now. So until next week, this has been Root and Freckle Face for HearthCast.com. Hey.